Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Thank you for joining me on 1111 Talk Radio. My guest today is Steve Morell of Humanities Team. Humanities Team is a global nonprofit organization focused on helping people throughout the world awaken to the interconnectedness, or oneness, of everything in the universe so they can embody that awareness in every aspect of their lives. Humanities Team, as an organization, has a mission that is to support people on their conscious journey so that together we can create a sustainable earth and flourish at every level of life. This is a 501c3 organization, and to help them fulfill their mission to make conscious living pervasive worldwide by 2040, they invite you to work with them to pick up the pace. It won't be easy, but if we work together, it's absolutely achievable. You can learn more about PACE by going to humanitiesteam.org and participating or partaking in all of their programs, social media, and outreach. Today we'll be discussing my new book, Signs, Sacred Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts, published by Sacred Stories Publishing. Signs is the ninth book in the Common Sentience series, and it goes into a deep discussion about the signs appearing in our life and how they guide us to our next step of evolution. My first book was Conversations with the Universe. This two-time gold award-winning book was in-depth about signs from the beginning of my journey and how I learned to have a dialogue with the universe. It expresses many different ways that signs appear and many of my own encounters and stories of discovery. This new book, Signs, Sacred Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts picks up where that left off, and it allows you an even broader expanse of signs. Through this book, I also talk about how we connect those dots and the echoes that appear along your journey that allow you to take individual signs and string together an entire conversation of your life saga that points you toward greater purpose and greater peace. Enjoy the show. Hey there, good day everybody. I'm Steve Farrell, a uh, co-founder and the executive director of Humanities Team. I'm coming to you live from our uh, studio, our Humanities Team studio here in Boulder, Colorado. She is the author of the book, Signs, Everyday Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts. And uh, this, uh, the publisher is Sacred Stories Publishing. This book, Signs, Everyday Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts, it's a book in the Common Sentience book series. Simran has also released a new trilogy on self-realization living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience, Being, The Seven Illusions That Derail Personal Power, Purpose and Peace, and Knowing the Seven Human Expressions of Grace. Simran resides in Charleston, South Carolina, and is devoted to the journey of the soul. So... You know, again, great to have you with us here today, Simran. Wow, what a treat. 
What powerful work the Humanities Team does, and congratulations on your upcoming book as well. Sacred Stories Publishing is a beautiful platform that really does tap in to sacred stories, and I'm honored to be the ninth book in the Common Sentient series. I'm all about numbers, and nine is the symbol for healing. It is a symbol for returning to our humanity, and signs are pointing the way towards that. Simran, just the numbers and universe guiding us and stuff. You've got a real gift here. You've got all these teachings out in the world. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you come into, uh, I'm going to call it this mastery? My journey began in the place that most people's journeys begin. And that is amidst our unconsciousness, going through life, trying to figure out why the dysfunction or the toxicity or all the things that we're encountering are actually there. Often asking the questions, why am I here? What's the point? How do I get from here to where I want to go? And what's my life purpose? And it's amidst all of those questions that I did one key thing, and that was speak out loud to the universe, which is highly important because to have a conversation, we have to have two. And when I engaged that conversation, I had no idea that a series of numbers would start coming to me multiple times a day. 30 to 40 times a week, and they would begin not only guiding me along my path, but began teaching me about all the different ways that we all experience signs and symbols as prompts to point us in the directions of our highest soul's purpose. Yeah, boy, you've got covered a lot there. Uh, so, uh, but but the, the trust here that, uh, oh my gosh, the universe is speaking to me, and then these numbers that start coming, and then making sense of the numbers, and then still trusting so that you could follow the numbers uh, into this higher you know, space of what we call conscious living here in the humanities team. That's a lot. So uh, was that journey fraught with a challenge, or, or did you just kind of step right? You know, was it a stairway to heaven, and you just kind of followed it with, with no challenge? You know, I think the beauty of being human is we get this full range of emotions and this full polarity of experience. And although my experience began with numbers, people's experiences begin with a lot of things. But because we often need that reassurance, those things will show up repeatedly. And so I had to let these numbers keep coming to me until I got to a point of frustration <laughs> and anger and said, what does this mean? Either tell me what these numbers mean or make them stop. But you see, the universe is going to continue providing those tappings, whether it is a red cardinal, whether it is landing a book in your hand or a song on the radio, whether it is a certain animal totem or receiving flowers one day and those flowers meaning something, a specific crystal. And in my case, it happened to be numbers. But those numbers didn't become the end of the path for me because it created a level of curiosity inside of me. And I began to wonder if the universe can talk to me through numbers, how many other ways is the universe speaking to me? And that's when the real exploration began, Steve, because then I started to really look at life in a different way and utilizing signs as a personal growth path for myself. And honestly, this has been 
the key way that I have grown spiritually and personally and advanced on my own consciousness journey throughout this last 15 years. And it's been exponential, but it begins because there's just a constant tapping and a deepening in listening. And it is a human journey that we open more and more to that as we notice the signs that are appearing. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Wow. Well, uh, and as I mentioned to Simran when we were in the green room before we came on, uh, I, I myself have had uh, a huge experience with this. So when, when uh, we were planning this program and I was reading about uh, Simran's uh, uh, program, her wisdom, her, her teachings and so on, I was really excited because, gosh, you know, we, of course, Humanities Team is a 501c3 nonprofit. And we're all about... Um, awakening oneness, you know, and, and, and supporting conscious living in the world. And that means that uh, there is no separation, right? So this whole omnipresent thing and omniscient thing and omnipotent thing, so that's wisdom, power, the first one is presence, uh, means that's real, means there's no separation. So if there's no separation, then all of the things that Simran's bringing in would have to be true, right? I mean, why that would mean that if, if we open ourselves and trust and believe, uh, and come into relationship with the universe, uh, we can just kind of talk back and forth and back and forth. And, and then instead of like going to, Boulder's got thousands of paths. Right? And you could just say, well, hmm, I wonder which of the thousand paths I should go on. Or you could uh, ask a park ranger, or in this case, the universe, and say, which one today? You know, where you're really deeply listening. And you could be guided straight to, I mean, this is what you're doing, right? You're you're, you're just helping people to have conversation with the universe, be guided and supported on their journey, right? You know, you mentioned earlier about uh, Neil Donald Walsh being the co-founder of Humanities Team, and he wrote a powerful, powerful series that was pivotal in the beginning of my journey as well, and it was the Conversations with God series. But so many individuals, including myself at that time, you know, we want God to speak to us in the way that that God spoke to Neil, but we're not always that open based on our conditioning, based on our mind, based on our blocks or how we have constricted ourselves. We may not be open enough to receive the messages in that way, but life is always supporting us. I tell people all the time we are on life support. And so life will find a way to speak to us and it will continue gently tapping us in ways to get our attention. If we really are stubborn, then it brings forth what I call pebbles, rocks, and boulders, which are different types of signs that kind of become more firm tappings that allow us to stop in our tracks and pause and reflect and wonder if we need to pivot down a different pathway. We receive signs that become those divine guideposts that really help to open our eyes and begin to awaken us. And most often the signs become these turning points that really head us down a different path than the one we're on. And that is part of our incarnation. We came here to have this human experience. And what I love for people to understand is you're not on a journey. You are the journey. Every moment that you go experience through emotion, through feeling, through signs, through symbols, through all the turning points and pathways that you encounter, you are the journey. And this entire life is for you to experience and express both your humanity and your full divinity. And the signs are trying to guide you in that direction. Yeah, beautiful. 
gosh, and I couldn't agree more. So, because uh, it, this is how it's worked for me too. And as you mentioned, uh, Conversations with God, uh, there, there's, it's a nine series of books. Uh, this actually anchors humanity's team. You know, the five steps to peace, the, when we talk about making conscious living pervasive worldwide by 20, 40, 18 years from now. Um, you know, right there in the, in the series of books, it says that everyone will awaken, you know, and that it, it will happen in this generation. You know, we're just pedal to the metal every day in faith, you know, in guidance, in support, just receiving it all. Because the biggest pivot uh, that, that mankind, humankind has ever known is happening right now, you know. And we probably would all agree that, oh my gosh, if, if the world could be conscious, right, if it were pervasive, uh, conscious living in 18 years, then we'd all say, my God, that would be the biggest miracle that ever happened. And that's yeah. why signs are showing up now more than ever, Steve. Like people are waking up. They are noticing things to a greater degree. Each generation has become more empowered in that way and more sensitive. And so individuals are seeing signs more and more. But what must happen now is to experience those moments of pause, of reflection, of curiosity and wonder as to what are these signs trying to say to me? And then following the prompts of questions that we must ask ourselves, such as, what is this sign here to show me about me? What is this sign leading me to? What is this sign trying to uncover in terms of my own gifts, skills, and talents? And how is this sign asking me to serve in a greater way on the planet? So I, as I said before, I feel like life is conspiring with all of us toward this awakening and this expansion and we simply have to be open to what's in front of us and really be willing to embrace these things as mirrors as divine guideposts and as sacred encounters yeah beautiful and why would we not so let's let's jump right in of course there's so much here uh, that you're covering you're you know we're kind of flying at a at a high level and i'm guessing viewers are like oh my god this is for me so let's jump in so how may signs be utilized as a personal growth path? Let's just kind of walk us through uh, some of the basic process here, if you would, Simran. So I would say the first most pivotal place that I moved into for signs being my personal growth path is I began noticing what would appear repeatedly. And when those things would appear, I, I would ask, what is this trying to show me about me? And then when I got to the point of realizing, okay, if, if numbers are coming to me or if certain birds are coming to me or certain experiences are happening repeatedly, I'm obviously being told to pause. But what if I looked at everything as a sign? What if I looked at every encounter as a mirror? And so as I went out into the world, if I encountered an angry grocery store clerk, rather than getting triggered by that grocery store clerk or thinking they were just having a bad day, I started to ask myself, is she possibly a sign for me of something that's hidden within me that I'm not aware of? Is the anger she's expressing anger that might be hiding away somewhere in my body? And am I treating myself or others in that way? And so when I began to do that, all of a sudden, I began to dig deeper and deeper within myself and my own conscious awareness. And that began to bubble up unconscious belief systems and conditioning. 
which then led more signs into coming to me. And it really did become this very beautiful personal growth path that not only brought the right signs at the right moments, but as I express in the new book, Signs, began to create a series of dots that led to full paragraphs of dialogue from the universe. So it is an opportunity for individuals to not just go, oh my gosh, I got a sign or I I experienced synchronicity and have that in the moment high, but to understand that that one sign, first of all, is everyday normal. We should have this all of the time. But secondly, it's connected to the next sign and the next one and the next one. And when you string them together, you have a cosmic conversation that is taking place between you and the universe. And there is nothing more spectacular than realizing you have that kind of support in the world, especially at a time when so many people are struggling and when so many people do feel alone. It helps individuals to trust more in life to trust more in the people around them, and most of all, to begin to trust themselves. And that's how we create a greater world of more conscious people. Boy, you've covered a lot. Um, And actually, each time you're sharing, you're covering a lot. So does your book, uh, in in the introduction, Signs, Everyday Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts, does the book take you through, take you down this journey? So could a beginner, Simran, read the book and really get all of what you're sharing, you know, the, from the beginning point of how they, you begin to have conversation with the universe. And of course, universe and God are interchangeable, right? You know, does it take you from the beginning point and sort of hold your hand and walk you, walk you to mastery? Yes, the beauty of, of this particular book, Signs, is that you could be a novice just beginning to awaken to all that the universe has or more conscious way of life or you can be an adept spiritual seeker and you will find a lot in this book it's divided into three sections so in the first section i talk about all the different kinds of signs and how they show up i go into the the many different ways that the universe speaks to us and why these signs show up, where this originates, and how we begin to understand this conversation. I even go into some of those signs that people term bad or negative or as if bad omens and really point to that belief system that there is anything bad on the planet and our perception of certain signs and how we're contributing to negativity by holding that perception. The second section of the book was really important important because I knew signs were taking place. I knew the vast amount that were appearing in my life. But this second section is filled with the sacred stories of so many other people encountering their signs. And the reason this is necessary is to illustrate this, not just me saying this, that every single one of us is experiencing signs and experiencing in our own way. And receiving the dialogue that is intended from the universe in our special way. And then the third section is the how-to. It will guide you into deepening into your dialect, into your intuition, into your connection with the universe. But how this also serves the spiritual seeker that is quite adept is it goes into how the conversations expand 
how we create echoes and how the dots connect to create a bigger picture about balancing our masculine and feminine energies, about how the collective is impacted by our individual journey and how our collective experiences can enhance the individual journey of personal and spiritual growth. It's a really, really beautiful group for someone at any level of spiritual growth. And then if someone wants to get a much deeper, broader expanse of every kind of sign, they can go back to my very first book, which was titled Conversations with the Universe, How the World Speaks to Us. So those two volumes will tell you any and everything you need to know about signs, symbols, and synchronicity. Beautiful. So, um, and I know your work is addressing these signs for the individual, you know, for uh, our smaller self, but also signs for the collective. Are these just, you know, sometimes uh, in my own conversation, I'm asking things about the collective and then I get a very specific answer. Other times it's something for me personally and I get a very specific answer. Is that how you differentiate or how, how does one differentiate signs coming back, some for the collective uh, and some for the individual? The, the beauty of this experiential journey is the two sides of a coin. So on one hand, our signs are there very much for our individual journey. And as we do our personal growth work, as we really deep dive into the inner self and go into involution so that we grow as better human beings, that ripple trickles out into the collective and it really does impact our world. The more conscious we are, the more neutral we are in regard to our emotions, the more equanimous we can be in regard to the polarity of experiences we encounter, we help to equilibrate the energies on this earth plane. With that said, if we flip the coin over, we can utilize our collective experiences as mirrors for the very deep, dark shadow areas of ourselves that are unconscious. That is profound work that is needed now more than ever. So when we look at the banking systems and something that crashes, we have to look at that as a mirror to something that's very deep and dark within ourselves that is asking to bubble up and be healed. When we look at a conflict between Russia and Ukraine, we have to understand that that conflict outside is only mirroring a conflict inside. And when we start to realize that we cannot have a world without war if we are at conflict within, then we start to become more neutral and really start to look at ourselves and the world from a higher perspective, that bigger self that we are. And the signs help us to do that. Every little sign and every grand sign has a place in our consciousness or our unconsciousness. And that's how this becomes both personal healing as well as global healing. Yeah, gosh. And of course, they say, you know, heal yourself and you heal the world, heal the world and you heal yourself. And yeah, there are, uh, you say two sides to one coin, but this is this whole non-separation thing. So the whole uh, shadow work thing. Now, do you get into that in your books? That's a very deep area of inquiry all by itself where we're looking, as you mentioned, at the Ukraine, at banks crashing, uh, and then looking at what this mirror uh, might be sharing back. Do you, do you uh, is, is this in your material too? In the first section of the book, I share about the foundation of 
what it meant to be a child and how we were conditioned and how that actually initiates the signs on our path. That from the beginning, this has been laid out to be the return back to ourselves. And as you get towards the end of the book, through sharings of my own personal story and how I learned to string together these signs to make the broader conversations, the collective conversations, you're given that broader scope of how by doing this deeper inner work, we really do impact our collective story. There's a specific story in the end where I talk about encountering a set of three chairs uh, as I moved around Newport and they symbolized the various multidimensional levels of ourself. And as we begin to really get to know these parts of ourselves and truly embrace them for what they are, all of a sudden we bring ourselves to a higher frequency and vibration on the planet. And so these outer signs that appear are these playful, beautiful kind of cosmic jokes that the universe interacts with us with, not jokes in a jabbing way, not jokes even in a, a funny way to make fun of, but in a way of lightening us to an, to a place of less seriousness so that we can hold the gravity of everything with light, yet also have the determined devotional communal experience with form and formlessness to be the change on the planet that we wish to see. I love the, um, just the spiritual, you know, loving context that you bring to all of this. It's human to, with the things going on in the world, the, here in the United States, the polarity in politics and with what uh, that might mean as the Supreme Court is making certain decisions about gun control or abortion or something. Um, or to look at the Ukraine, of course, you know, and to, to see, you know, children just being blown to smithereens. It's human to uh, be very challenged by that. But if we don't move beyond that challenge into healing and alchemy, then we're, we really don't we're not serving ourselves or the collective. We get if we get stuck, you know, just in the humanness of the agony, of the pain, of the polarity, of the challenge, and not just looking to the duality of the outer experience to create a reaction and reactivity or the trigger, but to then say, if I have this kind of division in government, in the head of government, where is this division inside my own head? What is it that I'm divided about? Because I'm contributing to that collective experience. If I'm seeing a child blown to smithereens on the other side of the world, and it's causing me pain on the inside, where have I allowed my inner child to completely be obliterated? I'm following the conditioning of a world that is not true to my organic nature. These outer world events are calling forth deep, inner conflicts that we have and asking us to bring them to resolution. And I guarantee if each and every individual would be willing to look at the world in this way, not only would they gain a greater sense of compassion and love for their fellow human being, but they will exponentially expand their own spiritual awareness. It's time for the change. And as much as we want to change the outside, no change is going to happen there unless we go here first. And that means changing our mind, shifting our heart space, 
and deepening into our body to understand the trauma that's been held down there. And the outer world is giving us all of those signs all of the time. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, we did a program on Friday for the Ukraine, and we didn't do the normal peace program of just drop weapons, because that, that's just the external manifestation of the internal change that needs to occur first. So the program was going into just where we were standing as Russians and as Putin in our divinity, you know, in our divine nature, and, and those countries providing munitions to that part of the world, you know, with them standing in, in our divinity, in our, in, in our divine presence, and of course standing in protection, you know, with the Ukrainian people, and security, and in protection, and in compassion, and all these things. Uh, if we've got to move beyond just the external thing of drop weapons, because we don't ever get to, if without the internal uh, that you're describing so beautifully, we can't get to the external. There, there's, there's a linkage, and it starts with the internal, as you mentioned, and then moves to the external. To me, a yeah. rebel humanitarian is one that is saying, I'm not going to rebel from the outside. Right now is not a time to try to go fix something out there. This is calling for my humanity. And so I'm going to be the spiritual rebel and dive deeply into myself, allowing all that I created as creation and miscreation to become known so that I can shift consciousness and so that I can be a sacred activist in the outer world in a way of presence and love and compassion. And I know I'm in partnership with the universe because the universe is sending me those signs, those sacred encounters, those pathways, those turning points, those divine guideposts that will help me along my path to make sure that I'm not just a human being, but I'm a sacred soul activist that is here to bring about a greater humanity. Yeah, wonderful. Well, uh, and I'm glad we were able to jump in and define this. Uh, I stopped when I was introducing you. Uh, because this rebel humanitarian, you know, now we've got the definition, which that's beautiful. Um, first, uh, this is A432LIFE LLC. Amazing just how what appears to be simple numbers can help guide us as a collective to true consciousness. Uh, uh, Pythagoras said, all is number. Uh, so it's just a comment coming in, uh, which I think is, is real nice and, and aligns with everything you're sharing here, Zemran. So, Carol says, I just joined the program. I ask for signs all the time. At one point, when much of my life seemed to be going wrong, I was driving in my car and I said out loud to God, please give me a sign that everything my family is going through is going to be okay. At that moment, a tropical bird landed on the hood of my car. I live in a, locked, uh, a landlocked state in the U.S. Is that a sign? I believe it was. Yes, absolutely. I share in the book signs uh, this incredible encounter that I had with a hot air balloon that never should have been where it was. And it was a huge hot air balloon. And so when those types of really magical signs show up, it is an extraordinary message from spirit. So go, Carol, <laughs> for seeing that as a sign. And signs don't have to necessarily be physical. Like you can come across, someone can give you an ostrich or send you an emoji that's a giraffe or send you something in the mail that's a book and the title might mean something. They appear in the most subtle and beautiful ways and you don't have to go looking for them. There's something inside of you that will pause and we'll even ask that question to yourself. Is this a sign? Just like Carol did. Yes. Gosh, I'll share um, 
you know, one of the most, maybe the most amazing sign that's ever come along for me, um, it was in the spring of last year, we, you know, together, Humanities Team, Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God Foundation, we launched this initiative called Changing Humanity's Future. And it's about elevating conscious living, you know, as the thing that, that will journey us to this sustainable and flourishing planet. And we use in the, in the first person God's name all over the place. God says this and that, and we're all pulled straight from the books. Uh, everybody will awaken, you know, the hardest part of your journey is behind us. It's just full of God quotes. And um, as, we were, as we were getting ready to announce it, I fell on my knees a couple of times to just say, I, I really don't want to take this into the world, you know, unless I know with certainty that, that I'm supposed to do that, you know, because I've got, I've got God's name all over this thing. And then just uh, that was one morning. The very next day in the afternoon, I was, I was walking down the stairs, and we have a, we, you can, we've got a lot of windows across the back of the home, and there was this white bird uh, flying, you know, up toward our home, and it was, we don't have a lot of white birds here in Boulder, Colorado, and I was like, what is that? You know, and I, I was so curious, I, I went outside to say, what is that, and where did it land? And I went out on the side yard and looked up, and it was a perfect white dove, and it landed right on the apex of our roof, and it just looked down at me, and it stood there for 30 minutes while we went and got a camera and recorded the whole thing. Just stood there, you know, for 30 minutes, just looked straight at me for 30 minutes, a, a perfectly white dove, which I've never seen a perfectly white dove in Boulder before. Uh, but I took that as, okay, you know, I've got my, I just got my green light, <laughs> you know, here we go. <laughs> uh, we are that thing. interconnected with life. And I continuously will share with people, not only that you're not only on the journey, you are the journey, but you are every piece and part of the world speaking back to you about you. So everything that is appearing is a reflection of you. Everything that you're calling in is a sign to you and it will come. It will come in the way that you, Steve, speak out loud to the universe and ask for it or stay in that devotional communion place that that says, I'm going to be in my heart and I need to know absolutely for certain that this is the direction you want me to go and to then release that and let those signs come and then walk by faith beyond that into what you've been called to do. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen. Yes, it's a. Uh more than a conversation, it's then living into the truth of what this relationship brings, which is where the real magic happens, yeah. Um, okay, so um, let's see, uh, A432Life LLC says, I agree, Teresa, I'm so happy I got the sign to be on Facebook Live today. <laughs> I completely resonate with Simron's work. I need to tune into 11.11 Talk Radio and read and, and digest her material. Okay, nice. And then... Uh, Teresa says, it's literally so fun to pay attention to anything and everything uh, and research. Find the positive in everything. Soon you'll, be, soon you'll be working with you. This is such a beautiful podcast. Her book will be so powerful to the movement. Thank you to Steve Farrell and Humanities Team for this broadcast. Now stay tuned for a special meditation gift just for you. There's only one in the room. It's you and God. 
So in this moment, I'll ask you to close your eyes and breathe and center into your heart. And as you do so, I want you to imagine all of the little inner children of your own. I want you to imagine the ones that feel scared, that feel anger, upset, wounding. I want you to hold the ones that don't understand and breathe into that space in your heart. And as you do so, I want you to inhale and exhale to the count of four, six, or eight, breathing deeply, allowing a beautiful lotus flower to begin blooming inside of your heart. As it begins to unfurl, it is translucent. Each inhale brings light to the translucent petals, allowing them to unfurl. And each exhale allows the lotus flower to expand and grow. Inhale in love. Hold the breath of love. Exhale with love. Hold the space as love. Inhale in love, opening up this lotus flower. Hold the breath of love, allowing the filaments of this flower to sparkle, radiate light. Exhale with love, allowing this lotus to expand and hold the space as love to be the sacred transformation that occurs inside. Inhale in love. Hold the breath of love. Exhale with love. Hold the space as love. Inside of this lotus flower, you see all of your little children. You see the sacred being that you are and the light that you possess. And as you continue to breathe, allow the line of light that is within these sacred beings that are one inside the other, inside the other, inside the other, to extend high into the heavens and deeply into the earth. And as it does so, connect with the heart that you are resting in. As you hold your inner children, who is the mother that is holding you? The great mother has her arms wrapped around you. This mother that has always been, has cradled your dreams, has held you close, has held the vision, and has held you sacred. This great mother has you clasped to her chest. You are connected to her with an everlasting umbilical cord that is your breath. This great mother holds you safe. Holds you safe forever holds you safe. You have never been disconnected. You have always been held. You simply forgot the feeling of her hands around you. Imagine yourself in her arms as a small child. The great mother has always held you close to her bosom. She has always nurtured. She has always provided. 
inhale in love, her love. Hold a breath of love, her love. Exhale with love, her love. Hold a space as love, her love. This great mother holds you. And as you feel yourself nestle inside her arms and her heart, you notice sitting beside you are your brothers and sisters of the world, each swaddled in their own clothing, each with their own dreams having taken their own path, but all from this one great mother. In this moment, send love and light to your mother in gratitude of remembrance and express in whatever way inside of you that you will not forget that she holds you. You will not let the ego or the mind of the world take custody from the one who has always loved you, who has always held you. Inhale and exhale. Bring yourself back into the presence of the lotus, back into the presence of your body, into the presence of your fingers and your toes, your ankles and your wrists, your back against the chair. Bring yourself to the presence of your hair, the filaments of consciousness that extend from your skull. Bring yourself to your neck and your voice. Wiggle your shoulders, your fingers, and your toes. And when you're ready, cast your eyes downward and bring yourself back into the space, knowing that you are held by the mother, that she has never left you. And with each step you take, you simply have to imagine and you're in her heart with your fingers wrapped around her little pinky. Religion, interfaith, faith, and oneness. Let us walk forth and let our religion be love. The open-hearted, non-judgmental, everlasting love of our brothers and sisters. Let our interfaith be the connecting threads amongst us all, simply different languages that connect us to mom. Let our faith be in ourselves, for the power that we hold simply by being present, by knowing that our presence is enough, by understanding that our willingness to be with ourselves and each impulse and thought and emotion and feeling that rises is the only work that we have to do on this planet. And our oneness. Let us be with the separation that is outside as we bring it into a place of oneness in our vision. Let us stop looking with the duality of two eyes and focus on the higher vision of the one eye. For in the vision we hold, a new world we will create. We have to understand 
that 99% of the time we are actually living from our shadows. Every time you have a thought, an impulse, an action or a reaction is coming from the small you, the limited you, the personality and the identity. Stop for a second and say, who is being angered and upset here? Who wants to lash out? Who wants to do something? Who is it that wants to be something? And understand that that is all your conditioning that has risen up. And in that moment, allow yourself to unzip that skin. Because that's all it is. It's a costume. It's a skin. And when you unzip it, there's no form left. There's only light. Because you are bigger than the skin you're in. And that is the work that we are here to do. On behalf of the mother. So thank you for letting me be here with you, my brothers and my sisters. Light. I appreciate the beauty of the costumes and the forms that you have placed on. I look forward to dancing with you in the light and the shadow. Because only in the recognition of both of them, in the embrace of the shadow, may we release the gift and embrace our God essence. So thank you for letting me be with you. In love, of love, with love and as love, I am Simran. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.